every 10 or 15 years, a film is produced that is so overwhelming, so forceful in its impact, that it becomes deeply embedded in the mind. Persons under 18 will not be admitted. This is Kenny Lee Lewis from the Steve Miller Band. Hey, what's up? This is Jeremy Palco from The Walking Dead, and this is Still Toking Wit. Hey, everybody. This is Ed Scalia, and I'm going to be on Still Toking Wit on Dorkinate. Podcast Network. Be there. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for, and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Hey, hey, happy Wednesday, everybody. You're watching Still Token With. My name's Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard here. And uh, who do we got? We have Ben. Hey, what's how's up? Going? What's up? What's up? I'm no see. Right, right. Well, well, you're going to see me a lot this weekend. Oh, jeez. Yes. <laughs> yes. It is on like fucking Donkey Kong, brother. Uh, should I <laughs> should I follow the restraining uh, order now or later? Um, I got you your back, Leo. Yeah, you back. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Nah. No, fuck you. <laughs> In case what you're all wondering what I'm talking about is we are hitting the road uh, this week, heading down to Maryland Pop and Horrorcon. Great show. Uh, we're going to be broadcasting live all weekend with the panels. I'm super psyched to do that. Um, but I'm really super psyched to chat with our guest tonight. He won't be at Maryland, but, but he will be at Tidewater Horror Convention in September. So get your fucking tickets, get off your ass, no excuses, don't want to hear it. All right, I'm done. Well, My rant's over. Not only September, early September, in like just a couple weeks. Oh, so yeah, so there you go. So you're going to get me for like four days in Maryland and then, then again for another four, <laughs> a couple weeks later. <laughs> then uh, you can file the restraining Yeah. Letter. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Jeff, like, right. I, like I said, yeah, Leo, I got you back. Don't worry about it. Thank you. Yeah, like, I'm I, got, worried I, about I, that. I got you covered, you know. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be. We're gonna have a. We're gonna have a lot of fun down there, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, you know, for all our viewers, stay tuned because we got a big surprise coming out yeah, about halfway through the show. 
uh, you're not going to want to miss that. And on that, let's uh, let's get on with the show. Let's bring in uh, Mr. Tom Glynn. Wow. Did he pronounce How are you guys it right? doing? Did he pronounce the well, last name right? You did perfect. That was great. Well, the thing yeah. is, you know, I mean, my job is to really, like, fuck up the last names because that's that's what I do. You know, so I was well, Glenn's a stage name. Head. You would fucking destroy my real it, last name. It, so. it, well, it's hard. It's hard to fuck that up. So, you know, I, I came up with Glyne. I came up with Glyninin because <laughs> of the two ends. Glyninin. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but the, wait, yeah, I've been on. called much, much fucking worse. So that's all good. Glyninin <laughs> well, because it's two ends. Does that mean I'm going to start Jeff? using that? What's your does name? Glyninin. Does that make you Jeff Safa? I'm just wondering, does that sure. make you Jeff a fuck? Yes. Okay. Just... In a few weeks, we can work through all this. It's going to be fucking all. I want to be introduced as Tom Glenn. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> like, I'm going to put that in a, like some writer or something. I don't answer to Glenn. Fuck you. That would be great. Fuck. Well, we won't, you won't be Tom either. You'll be Tom. Again, Tom not the worst Glenn. thing I've been called. <laughs> well, you, you know what's even funnier? I hear Jeff uh, Tom Glenn is also the name of the uh, baby Sasquatch in your backyard. Right? It is. <laughs> who, who, who the fuck named my Sasquatch? <laughs> Tom's like, what? Yeah. It went right. Sorry, that one went right over. <laughs> uh, sorry, bad joke. Bad joke. <laughs> bad jokes are better than silence. Go for it. I love it. You know? Hey, that's how it goes. Couple comments. One, that is possibly the best intro to anything I've seen in a while. That was great. I love the intro to the show. Was it? That's, That's Leo. The eye candy right there. I thank you. That's why. <laughs> That's why we keep him around. Yeah, he hits the wrong button sometimes when we go live. But man, when it comes to the video shit, was that a fit? Was that you, Dean Kane, Leo, in the intro? Yes. Yep. I did a movie with him. Great dude. Just <laughs> great guy. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. Dean. I'm like, yeah, hey, motherfucker, you're Superman. I know who you are. <laughs> but we watched a hockey game together. Do you like hockey? No, but I'm. Yeah, but I will now. Right, uh, right. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, are you a Superman fan? I'm a giant geek, dude. Yeah, I, I really am. I'm into all that shit. I've oh, been looking in trouble. Like I'm in my office, but I mean, it's. I'm gonna turn around. Like I've got so much random shit. I've got action figures, a Boba Fett helmet, no, a Mandalorian helmet, a cowboy hat, a Conan the Barbarian helmet. I'm my place is fucking insane. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. About I'm a giant geek. So we know where this fucking show is gonna go fast, Jeff. Well, yeah, you know, I'll try and steer us away from the from from for a little while. I wanna know some of his geekiness, so Well, yeah. But I wanna I wanna know a lot more about the... Oh, fuck, I don't know. I want to know everything, so fuck it. I'm just gonna you guys that. go nuts. I'm here, bro. The only th- the only possible thing will happen is a five-year-old may run in and go, what are you doing? I'm talking to my friends. Okay. And that's it. Right? Cool. Yeah. You'll just have to so, go like this. It's that way we don't drop any F-bombs. <laughs> All right, so, my uh, kids, I have question. a 10-year-old and a five-year-old, and they're both well aware of daddy words versus their words. So <laughs> I was raised by a construction supervisor, so you can imagine how that went. Oh yeah, Jeff and I are both the con- we're both we're both contractors. I remember my mother at a dinner party when I was like eight, and I walk in and I was like, "How are you doing?" I'm like, oh, "I'm like a motherfucker." Man, my mother never hit me, but that one time, I- <laughs> where did you hear that? Uh, the man you've been married to my whole life. 
every day? What are you talking about? <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, a, a good uh, childhood, to be clear. But yeah. Right. Motherfucker right. didn't go over well at that little dinner party at all. <laughs> no, no. No, I, I learned at the beginning that you got to drop the mother and just say, fucker. I don't think that would have made it better, but. <laughs> See, I tried it when I was, I think I was like 10 years old. My dad was a firefighter, worked for the town. So he had the construction mold. Okay. But he came home one day after work. I can't remember what happened. I think I was like 10 years old. And I didn't, I did it silently. I just went, man, I got my ass whooped. Whooped. Yeah, I would have got my, my finger would have been broke. I, his face hit the floor. His belt came off at the same time. I was like, oh, shit, I'm dead. I went up my stairs in my room. I found my closet. I hid in the furthest corner for about three hours. Yeah. Well, and it, still, it didn't matter. I still got my ass whooped. No, my first <laughs> F-bomb at the, at the dining room table, I was hit by teeth. By teeth? Yeah, my dad had false teeth. He took them out oh. and threw them at me. <laughs> I'll bite you, you little bastard. <laughs> that would be a hell of a punch. Just take your teeth out. Like, I'll fucking show you, you little. What do you oh, do to that? Threw him right at me. Yep, <laughs> threw him right at me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Damn near landed in my soup. Oh, that would have been a bad hit, man. That would have been a bad hit for sure. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> All right. So, Tom, where, uh, where are you from? Where were you, where were you born and raised? I am quite literally a cowboy from Mississippi. I grew up on a small farm in the middle of nowhere. And when I tell oh, you sweet. nowhere, I mean, I'm not like, I'm amazed it's not a ghost town. I'm fucking amazed people still live there. Wow. So um, did My you grow up place. noodling? What's that? Did you grow up noodling? Noodling? Oh. We... Honestly, it wasn't it wasn't that bad a childhood. It was actually a good childhood. It was just like I said, wasn't a lot of cultural references other than honestly, you know, we had a I'm old enough we had that big fucking satellite dish, like the one in the backyard, like you had a fucking plant. And you know, I'd get to watch my little movies and shit. And that's what, it all ties in later because I watched Creep Show as a kid and I was like, This is amazing. And then Right. 40 years later, I'm sitting there talking to Greg Nicotero, and I'm dressed up in a fucking Santa outfit going, how the fuck did this happen? Um, My so whole acting career be- is one series of, how the fuck did I pull this off? That, those are the best ones. Oh, right? dude, I, I've thoroughly had fun so far. I have very few complaints. I'm like every actor. You know, you always, there's those little tears. You want to go to that next step and the next step. I, Dude, I really can't complain. It's things have gone okay. I have no complaints. I thoroughly enjoy it. Now, do you uh, do you still reside in East Bumfuck? No, I'm in a, a nicer Bumfuck. I live in Florida now. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I love it here. I'm not too, you know, we're not different we're not too far from the beach, but we're far away enough that if a hurricane comes, like okay, we're not in deep shit. Like we're not going to get flooded. Got a nice little downtown area, Pensacola, Florida. I love it here. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. I kind of, I have a place in Atlanta. I split some time up there. I've got some investments there. I got some stuff here. And honest, and being completely honest, Atlanta is the biggest market close to me, like like a real <laughs> film market. And some of the casting directors are very particular about even if you get to be a, not that I'm a name, 
but even if you get to some level of notoriety, they really want local hire. So I literally keep a residence. Like I rent a small place in Atlanta, just like, no, no, I, no, I'm there. If you, if you hire me, I'm there. Yeah. Right. And also, you know, it's, it's a nice little investment. So again, my complaints are few. Very cool. Well, they probably do that to keep budgets down. Exactly. And a casting director explained it one day and I couldn't fault his logic. Like, all right, let's say you didn't weren't local. And I go, and Hey, we book you for this film. Then the project calls, Hey, we had, could you get the wardrobe? Not for six hours. No, you know, I get where they're coming from with it. And plus it is the budget of, you know, Hey, we, okay. <laughs> what the fuck that was, but let's go ahead. I get the budget constraints. Of, hey, we don't, if, and Atlanta has some really good actors there, so they don't have to go bring people in. Hey, this per we don't have to pay hotel, we don't have to pay per diem. I mean, I get it. So right. Well, uh, I see, you, know, you can't beat them. I just play the game. Uh, we we know that a lot of uh, film companies have have moved their production to Atlanta. So, um, you think it could be more like like uh, tax breaks? You know, they probably that's a huge. That's that's such a huge part of it. You can literally go state to state and go. How much film is here? Well, how much money are you? You look at a producer. How much money are you going to save me? Atlanta, Georgia, has great tax incentives for films, and that's why everything's gone there. If right. something ever changed, I'd be shocked because there's so much infrastructure built in there now. Like they've built huge studios tyler perry has a fucking compound like you can literally during COVID, he was the first one filming because he's like hey test the actors and he literally just kept everybody on set because he literally has like a, a campus wow. he'd have food trucks come in and people were just living there so he was probably the first person to come back after COVID. although i would like it noted uh, Creep Show was right in that mix. They were like, no pressure. But if this goes without a hitch, we can start filming The Walking Dead again. I'm like, okay, so you don't want to be the guy to fuck this, like walk in and go, <coughs> right. Right. right? Yeah, so that was, you know, no pressure there, but it was a cool experience. All of it's been cool. So you mentioned Creep Show a couple times. So tell us, how did you land that? How did you land that role? That's actually a pretty good story because. They had already booked the whole thing. They were going to start filming. COVID hit. I cannot remember for the life of me. I want to say it was a cast member from The Walking Dead. They had booked as Kringle, but went to Canada. And they started talking, like, all right, we're going to start trying to film again. Well, they couldn't get the guy back. <laughs> and we'll get to this in a minute. Because I, when I put that suit on, I could tell, well, this wasn't fucking made for me. So they actually just put out auditions just like you would any normal role. Right. My agent, you know, said, hey, you got this audition? I start looking at him like, director, Greg Nicotero. I'm like, huh, okay, let me see. And it was under some fake name, like something like The Hills or The Mists or something. I can't, like some, like they do with a lot of the Marvel projects. You're like, you'll read for something called, hey, you're reading for Norm. Okay. Then, like a year later, you're watching Spider Man and go, motherfucker! I read for that, you know. <laughs> right. So I did, and I just happened. This casting director says specifically, specifically, we don't want props or costumes. I'm like, it's fucking Santa Claus. I just happen to have this weird 
I guess you call this biker Santa thing. Like it's this big red leather outfit from some Netflix movie with, it's a Santa outfit, but it's like this creepy, like it looks like a big biker outfit. Right. I'm like, fuck it. I put on the whole thing. I've got long hair at the time. So my hair's down on my face and I do the audition and it's kind of, you can be a little over the top with it. So I just, all right, I submitted it. And honestly, I forgot about it. Like two weeks later, my agent calls me and I'm like, yeah, I got your email. She's like, that's great, but that's not why I'm calling you. And I booked it just like simple as that. Wow. And later on, and when I got to know Greg, he told me like the second I saw your audition, it was like, boom, that's it. So it was very cool experience. Got to set. Everybody's great. I can say wow. nothing negative other than that suit was, I'm a fairly big guy right now. I'm like 225. I think at that time I was maybe 215 every fucking day. They literally, and I'm not exaggerating, lubed me up with KY jelly and shoved me in that fucking outfit. <laughs> every We wrapped every day of filming. I literally just went home. I said, fuck these underwear. Dude. I just put on a pair of jeans with no shirt and walk out like, fuck <laughs> everyone. I just don't touch me. me. I just go and shower like, fuck. That was too much information. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, there could have been way more, like what it reminded me of. But, but so yeah, they, li- they literally had to okay, just well, lather I'm, me in KY and just, just shove me in that outfit. <laughs> I just saw Jeff's face when he said that. He like he closed his eyes, he shook his head, and he got that shit eating grin. And I was like, "Don't you fucking dare!" There's an oh, analogy there, sure. Yeah. Oh, so many it many was implied. I was leaving the implication. Head. <laughs> oh boy wait till i see you in person what are you gonna lather them up no i'm gonna bring them latex spandex yeah put this on yeah i'm oh. sure that'll be the first thing somebody would... hey hey good to actually meet you oh you what okay <laughs> <laughs> right oh, oh cool that's funny that's funny <laughs> that's a great story though. i like that but, that's funny it really story. it was a great experience and that because most of the stuff I've done, I've either been a big character in like more indie films, smaller budget stuff, or I've been more of a day player or a smaller part in big budget stuff. So I've gotten to work with some really talented people on different levels. So, right, Creep Show is oh, the, the movie. Creep Show is the one where people. That's the one I've got the most notoriety from. It happens to be in the genre that I love. So, yes, yes. But I remember watching Blackwater, and I love Blackwater. That was a really quick. Yes, I love that fucking movie. I can talk about that one all day. That was interesting. I will tell you this. I don't know what you've heard differently. Jean-Claude Van Damme, to in my experience, was one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. He could not have been nicer to me. Mm. I have heard that he could be difficult to work with. I went into it like, well, let's see how this goes. It was my first, that was actually, I think, my first feature film. That was like kind of my break. Mm-hmm. He was out of his way nice, just super experienced. Wow. I never ask people in productions who are higher than me in the production to take a picture. I'm, I try to be professional. I just like, hey, I'm here to do my job. He's the only lead I've ever gotten a picture with because he literally goes, hey, come over, let's get a picture together. I'm like, okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, he's a super, super guy. I can't, 
So, so he didn't know any of his lines, but he was a super guy. On, on the no, flip side, tall? no. Tall? No. 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 But on the flip side, how was Dolph Lundgren? You know, it's funny. I've met Dolph, but not on Blackwater. He really? he literally came in for a weekend, shot all his scenes, and bounced. He's like, any scene you see where we're interacting with him, it's we're talking to his double, or I'm talking like. There's some yeah. scene where he's in a cell and like we're outside the door. He's he, he was back wherever he back in LA or wherever. But another film that came up, God, right at the beginning of COVID called Castle Falls. Okay. That he did in Alabama of all places. I got to read for that. I booked it. It was the weirdest story because they're like, we want to do in person audition. Okay. So I drive to Birmingham, Alabama. Get there, they're like, "Well, Dolph's looking forward to meeting." I'm like, "Oh, he's fucking here!" Like I, <laughs> right? So yeah, I walk in. There's Dolph Lundgren, and I'm had, then I have to explain. We sort of did a movie together, and he's like, "What?" And we talk about Blackwater. He's like, "Oh yeah," because it, you know, it, it's not a masterpiece. It was a lot of fun. It beat Mission Impossible in China. True fucking story, right? It was. It, they made some money. Movie. Yeah, it was fun. Was great movie. I will yeah, tell you when cool. I watched it, it turned out because we we had our little running joke because we're supposed to be on the submarine. We're filming it in this abandoned school for the most part. We shot two nights on the actual submarine. The rest, like everybody's standing around going like, "This, this does not look like a fucking submarine." And we're like, yeah, "Okay, right." There was a. It was interesting. I'll say that because I don't want because again, JC was <laughs> wonderful to me. But man, he—if a line was more than five words, he was like, "What, what was it again?" He—he just—he was—he was there. He was like, "I'm here. I'm going to do my job." But there's a lot of cue cards and a lot of director feeding lines. I have no problem saying that he was. But again, absolute sweetheart of a human being. His whole family was great. I expected some weird dynamic, and his family was the most traditional. His son loved him. His wife loved him. He loved them. They were like this big, happy family. I was like, I did not expect that. Right. I heard all these stories, awesome. and you know, I was like, no, they were. His son and his wife are some of the nicest people I've met in my life. It was just like this weird. I got semi-adopted for a few weeks. They were just great. But yeah, going back cool. to Dolph, I met him at the audition for Castle Falls. I booked it. Then some something happened. They said, "Well, we're going to cut you. We're, we found this guy." Local hire. Okay, fine. Then COVID hit, then the whole thing got canceled. Then they started filming again, and they said, well, now we want you for this other part. Dolph really likes you. Great. But then the way it was explained to me, there was an investor who pulled out because of some financial issues following COVID. So they really had to cut the budget, and they literally cut. And from what I saw of the sides and the script that I saw, I want to say they cut literally a third of the characters out of that movie. Wow. Yeah, so it, I don't want to say it was a bad movie, but I think it would have been so much better if that hadn't happened. Like the script I saw, I was like, this looks cool, looks fun. And then I saw it, I'm like, man, they really had to pull back on this. So, but that's the industry. So, well, you got to do what you got to do. That's, yeah. that is true. And with, wow. with a lot of the films I see, I mean, they, it is, it's a business, you know, it's, it's weird 
because you get to see on one side of it, you see super artistic people who are committed to, you know, like, this is going to be my performance. It's going to be, you know, they don't give a fuck about the business side. Then on the other end, you've got producers who are literally like, I don't give a shit about the story or that we, there's a formula and a profit margin. That's I'm worried about distribution, investors, and our bottom line. And that's it. And then you have God bless the director who's got to make these two things work together, which right. is one of my good friends in the industry. I've worked with him several times as a director, uh, Tom Danucci, and I will tell you, there are times I've looked at him like, how do you not? How are you not just a fucking alcoholic? He's like, well, brother, it'll test you sometimes. Because he's got like some super artsy guy calling him at two in the morning saying he's been, his feelings are hurt. Then you got a producer over here just, you know, hey, we got, you know, this many hours, we got this person on set for this many hours, you know, boom, boom, boom with the money stuff. And it's like, you got to make those things work together. Dude, you don't have enough money to get me to do it. Everybody's like, I want to be a director. Hell no. Mm-mm. No, no chance. No. I like I like showing up, going to crafty. Here's here's my words. Oh, I'm I'm gonna play make believe a while and, and they say that's a picture wrap and everybody claps and says your name. You're like, oh, this is really cool. Then you go home. So uh what was your favorite role? I I've enjoyed all of them for different reasons. I'm gonna say yeah. creep show just because that's probably the one I get the most notoriety from. It opened up a whole different avenue of things for me that other stuff hasn't. And honestly, the crew was just phenomenal to me. Uh, Greg, and, and I'll sing Greg's praises all day. Have any of you guys actually met Greg Nicotero? No. 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 But our affiliate which is Diamond Productions down in New York. Um, yeah. B- Bill Diamond himself, he's actually friends with Greg. Let me tell you, Greg is just the nicest guy. I I was blown away by what just a good person he was. Like, you know, invites me like, hey, we're gonna have, you know, some people over, you want to come over? Greg didn't know me other than I'd worked with him a few days. Like, yeah, sure. And just invites me in his home. Is like just showing me around. Imagine a teenager who loves horror movies wins millions of dollars you got greg's house like it's just horror stuff everywhere like there's a, a legit zombie from the walking dead just sitting in the corner there's the i think he has the original table from young frankenstein in one of his guest rooms like stuff like that it was just like this place is awesome right. i'm sure his neighbor's like what the fuck but <laughs> i thought it was the greatest place i've ever been it was like disney to me but just i mean just a night he, was genuinely concerned about me because the suit, honestly, it it got hot filming that. So he'd like, "Hey, you doing okay, buddy?" And hey, man, you're doing a great job. Everybody loves you. So you're a trooper, Tom. We everybody loves you. The one thing that kind of was touching, we had to do pickup shots. They could have put anybody in the suit. I mean, I don't do anything that day. He's like, "I want you to get another payday." I said, "If we have to use somebody else, fine. But first, make sure Tom Glenn's not available." That meant a lot to me. Right. That you know, that's an extra sag day. Plus, just you know, that you feel appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, just just a cool, cool guy. I got to see his band play. Ooh, I want to say it's probably been a year now. They had a, a show in Atlanta, The Rocking Dead. Highly recommend you check them out if they ever play anymore. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not going to comment on that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think you would. No, not at all. Hey, Leo. I'll, I'll ask fill, you later. I'll fill you, in. I'll fill you in in person. Perfect. Good. Fine. Leo. Yes, sir. We got bills to pay. Uh, special. Yeah. So is it just that one or, or is there something else you want me to run? No. Okay. That's like two and a half minutes, so that kills all you know both let's commercial just, squads. Yeah, let's okay. just you know we'll we'll go ahead, Jeff. We'll, uh, put the yeah. put the camera on, Jeff. Why? Because so uh, we you know we we've been talking about this for a while. So uh, what we're about to show you uh, is something we've been working on behind the scenes. Um, <laughs> it's it's um, it's kind of fucked up, but it's it, it's, just, know, it's just as fucking stupid <laughs> as the live action. <laughs> It, yeah, uh, we had a lot of fun. We actually, um, I'll, I'll give you a little, a little, no, I'm not going to fuck it. I was going to give you the tip, but. I, so you're I just shafting so, everybody. Yeah, I'm just going to shaft, yeah, I'm going to shaft everybody. <laughs> That's so. Uh, yeah, no, we, uh, we had a lot of fun with this. Um, and our, our guy did a great job, Dal, thank you. Uh, so, Leo, let's show him what's been going on. Hey, dude, I need a fucking break, man. Wah, wah, wah. All you do is cry. I'm fucking hiking for hours. Oh, there's a bench over there. Let's go take a seat. I ain't gonna sit on that. You know how much ass has been on that bench? I'm gonna sit on this rock. All right, sit on the rock. So, uh, what the fuck are we gonna do now? Fucking get high. Yeah, I like that idea. Hey, look over there behind those trees. What the fuck is that? Isn't that that fucking ugly zombie that you fucking got stolen? He stole our weed? Let's go get it. Hey, man, watch out for the one on the fence. Fuck! Jesus, they're everywhere. Piper! Where is she when you need her? She's probably pissing behind a fucking tree. Oh! <laughs> Take that, ants. Piss all over your home. All right, so, I'm high. I'm high. There's a dead zombie over there now. Yeah, I see him. Well, I guess. You ready to start hiking again? Not really. Where the fuck are we going? That way. That way. That way. Alright. Pipe up! Did you girls miss me? <laughs> I like how he brought you back full screen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was. Uh, thanks, Leo. Uh, oh, you welcome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I, 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 I actually laughed at myself. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, Leo, why are you not functioning right, man? Everybody's fucking full screen. Quiet, quiet, quiet. Jeremy, I know you gave him a brownie, Jeremy. He told me, your ass is mine this weekend, buddy. I know who's going in the swimming pool in his fucking clothes. So anyway, everybody, there you go. We'll talk about it later. We have a guest. That's right. So uh, you said uh, you uh, geek out a bit. Uh, what are you watching or what are you reading right now? I just finished Sandman on Netflix. That was, I don't know if anybody read the books. That yeah. was a really well done adaptation if you're into that. I loved it. I thought it was really well done. That's reading. On my list. All my reading right now is really boring. It's not any geek related reading. All my stuff's like acting stuff and like i like to work out to stuff you know like biohacking kind of stuff but geek stuff well you know i'm going by the sandman in the series all day i thought it was great and there's some really good horror movies coming out that i'm excited about sandman was amazing but you, you know you say that stuff is boring but it's stuff you geek out about you know uh, like I forgot who we had on and he like he, he dorks out about like sunken ships and stuff like that. So I didn't know. I, I guess if you say it like that, yeah, it's out. it's really fascinating to me because I'm getting older. I'm trying to stay in as you know, because a lot of the roles I get are very physical. A lot of the stuff I initially did was like I was the mercenary and I get booked as a cop or you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And somehow I kind of sort of got booked as a stuntman for stuff like people like i have a lot of friends who are stuntmen who are who want to act i'm an actor who can do some stunts like i'm good at fight choreography you know i can take a break fall but it's like hey you want to jump off this roof no no i fucking do not i do not you want to ride this motorcycle this fast nope no you want me to fall through a table yeah, we're good. You may put together a fight that looks good. Great. But yeah. I, so I have, unfortunately, a shit ton of injuries from over the years. So I kind of have to know this stuff just to keep myself together. Right. If if I didn't know what I did, I guarantee I'd have like knee surgery, back fusion, shoulder surgery. I'm, I competed. In, I was a power lifter and a bodybuilder. I competed in, uh, I still do jujitsu and judo a couple nights a week. Nice. I've never gotten hurt. I've never gotten injured on a set. Like, there's a difference. I've the next day gone, Ugh. I just did a very small part, but there's a national treasure. They're going to have a series on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. I saw that. I yeah, I've got, a, I've got just a little day that. player thing in it they asked me to come in for. And there's a scene where I basically, I'm this. Texas Ranger and I get I guess a tranquilizer dart or something and I do a little break fall and they're like it's not real cement we you know it's just this pad it wasn't that much of a fucking pad we did 27 <laughs> and I counted 27 fucking takes of me Ugh. falling on that fucking thing Ugh. I wasn't injured <laughs> but the next day I'm like yeah I fucking did something but no, I've never actually had a real injury on set. There have been some days. There's a movie coming out with Megan Fox called Johnny and Clyde. We have a fight scene in that. I was sore the next day from that because we were all, 
there's a bunch of you know we're all a lot of us knew each other this you know kind of that you know dick swinging syndrome where it's like man that he made that look good well I, i'm not gonna be the fucking bitch in this group. so we're just flinging ourselves into the fucking walls like a bunch of fucking idiots <laughs> it's, it's gonna look great but the next day i'm like fuck that was stupid <laughs> like i mean we're just Did the director no the director jeremy no the director was actually awesome and i'm gonna say it's wrong Kevin Alejandro, he was on Lucifer, was the director of that episode. And super guy. The first 15 takes are from this angle where he didn't see me do the break. Like, he couldn't see me land. And on the 16th, take, he's like, well, Tom, you know, on this one, we're probably, you know, this is going to be a kind of good shot of you. We'll probably have to move the pad. I'm like, Kevin, we haven't had the fucking pad for the first 15 takes. And you see his face go, I am so, I'm like, it's okay. I mean, like, I know how to do it, but. And then after every take after, you okay, buddy? I'm like, where was this the first 15 fucking takes, Kevin? Right. That that would have helped. Hey, yeah. right. hey, again, and all my stories are going to sound the same. I have yet. And I've, I've met, you know, some level of celebrity. I've never had a bad experience. Nobody's big leagued me. I've never had any of this, you know, don't look them in the eye shit. Everybody's been out of their way nice to me. Catherine Zeta-Jones is the sweetest lady. Kevin, who directed that episode, was just super to me. Um, we were talking earlier. Dean Kane, one of the nice, just could not have been nicer. Jean-Claude and Dolph, both super sweethearts. Right. Nobody's even given me the least bit of attitude. Megan Fox, very nice person. kind, A little quiet, but again, I'm. she's got people just mobbing her so i kind of get that but right. you know very nice professional person they said machine gun that's kelly like showed that, up one night in a bad cool. mood when i wasn't there i don't know <laughs> i'm really sorry i missed that honestly <laughs> that's great i will tell so, you if you uh, like horror that's gonna johnny and clyde <laughs> write this down my good friend tom Danucci directed this he wrote it with Nick Principe, who was in the Late to Rest movies. This is the by far the wildest thing. Like this movie is crazy. Like it's either going to be a smash hit, or people going to be like, "What the fuck?" Right? Johnny and Claude. It is. I, I've read the whole script. I got to be there. It. I think it's great. But like I said, it's just it's the nuttiest thing. It's like this. Have, think of like natural born killers, but you add a supernatural element with some comedy. There is some nice gratuitous nudity. It's it is all over the fucking place. I think that thing's gonna. I hope it launches. Tom's Tom Danucci. Tom is already doing great. I hope this just launches him to another level. He's just a super guy, probably one of the best friends I've made in the industry. So I'm really glad to see when you meet good people in this industry and they're not. Yeah everywhere especially if you like i've gotten to spend some time around some producers and i go oh these are the guys i hear about like where it's just money 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 uh, you know everybody's brother or hey oh my man how you doing and then they leave the room they just start talking mad shit and you're like oh so let me guess what happens I, when i oh, leave that, yeah that that's everywhere though that's in oh yeah it is but yeah it's just when you meet people who are genuinely nice people who don't have yeah, to right. be 
like Tom is at a point he doesn't have to be nice to people, but I've seen him be just super, uh, just a sweetheart to people. And he he's in a position he doesn't have to be anymore. Right. Like people are kissing his ass. He's like, no, no, it's all good, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, he 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 has to be though, because if it wasn't for the people, he wouldn't be who he is. Right. I will tell you, it, I just like it when I see good things happen for good people. Because yeah, a lot of endless, you know, in this industry, sometimes you see like not so great people, you know, rise to the top. I've heard if half the stories I've heard, it's like, Jesus. So when you get to know somebody and see the like, just that's a genuinely good person and you see stuff working yep. out for him. It's just yep. really nice, man. <laughs> yes. Yep. I'm, yep. I am a big 100%. believer in karma. I try to treat everybody the way I would want to be treated. Yep. Lord Jaja. Hey, Jerry, go fuck yourself. I'm not going to point out you you meant to put me and you put my because that sentence didn't really make sense, Jerry. But it's all good. I mean, I just didn't want to fuck with you like that. I didn't want to be the guy that says you misspelled your, you know. Oh, oh by the way, Jeremy, when we do uh, Tidewater on the road, uh, I think I'm going to give you Tom Glennon in his panel. <laughs> I'll do it with him. That's yeah, gonna be. Fun. I'm I'm looking forward to Tidewater. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we're gonna uh, have a blast. We had the that's pleasure. gonna be great. And I love and like I said, I love meeting people who genuinely love horror. So it's good. I'm gonna have. I'm also easily entertained, so I'm gonna have fun no matter what. Well, then you're definitely gonna have fun. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get along great. <laughs> if, yeah, especially if you're easily, if you're easily entertained. entertained, we're gonna have a fucking blast. Let me tell you. Oh, uh, yeah. Room, I grew up on a farm, so I'm like, oh, shiny stuff. Yay. <laughs> oh, see, now we circled all the way back to the noodling. You're in this fucking no, we don't no, we didn't do this shit. We actually had running water. Fuck you. No, I, no, no. The noodling. Don't you know what noodling is? Isn't that where you have the stick to find water? No, no, that's uh, dowsing. That's yeah, noodling okay. is when you catch catfish with your arm in the rivers. Now I remember that, and honestly, as fucking ridiculous as it sounds, I think I had somebody in my family who could do that shit. Wow. Am I right, Leo? Right? Yeah. Fuck yes, that. No big thumb smoke. Right. No Thank wonder you. that didn't go over good at the beginning of the show. Nobody knew what well, I was kind of listening like, well, either, either way, it was like, you know, that's some redneck shit. What are you talking about? Which is where I grew up. But that's. I think I actually know somebody who would do that shit. Like, you know, catfish. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah, I love that shit. No. Go Look, do it. I'll do it. Oh, you can have it. No, you can have that shit. I actually, you know, no. But all right, you you go noodling. You go noodling. I'm gonna sit on the show with Tom, and we're gonna videotape it. That sounds like a plan. Right. Okay. And then when I catch it, I'm gonna bring it up and slap you both in the face. Dude, that thing's gonna drag. If, you I will water. tell you what. If you catch a fucking catfish with your fucking hand. You can fucking hit me with that thing as hard as you want. <laughs> I think you're gonna. Have you ever even seen a fucking catfish? That's a, I, that yeah, sounds like I've, a bet. That sounds like a bet. I've caught catfish. Okay, I did not. You know, not everybody. I grew up yeah, on a farm. Again, we also had a I pond with catfish. Well, no people don't realize you can get thin. Those things will fucking cut you. Yeah, I mean, you're talking a mouth about that big around, dude. It's gonna swallow you, dude. Some of those down. things get up frighteningly big. Oh, yeah. I I've seen one. I was like, on. this looks like some dinosaur shit. Like, you're genuinely like, 
I no, get that thing the fuck away from me. It's, well, no. Why do you I, think I, I, I only swim like, in pools now? When I sit, you, you can noodle on a smaller scale. Maybe it's called niddling. I don't know. Oh, what are you gonna but catch? I should that? be able to catch the little fish with like a finger. You don't have to use your whole <laughs> arm, right? I'm. I'm gonna let the obvious just slide here, and you're like, <laughs> I'm gonna get a little smaller than my hand. I'm like, don't don't get finned. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to see you get hurt like that. I would. No, I think it'd be well. fucking hilarious. Well, yeah, but you guys know. I'm like, dude, that's pretty harsh. I'm, like... oh. I'm gonna bring Hi, this Leo, back on. Us. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, bring this back on. You, you are because I had a question too. Um, all right. Well, ask your question. Go ahead. Okay. And then, and then I'll ask mine. Okay. Well, my mine's mine... gonna change the topic. So go ahead. Well, mine was gonna change. Well. Whatever. Not like we you two fucking. Yeah. What the fuck are you married or something? Leo, ask your question. Okay, right? so so you said you got some action figures and stuff around. Uh, is there anything that you're currently collecting, or uh, is there um, something you're looking to uh, to get? Not really specific. If I my attention span runs like. So I just find stuff that I find interesting. Like if I'm I'm looking right now at what the setup I have in my room in my office, which is hilarious because if you look at this place, it's a large room. My wife and I made this deal. This is your half. This is my half. So in my half, all this geek shit, a gun vault, all the just it's the guy side. Her side's like peace signs and art supplies. Like you can see the line in the middle of the room where it's like like testosterone injections start. <laughs> But right now, like I got a House of Thousand Corpses, like Captain Spaulding action figure in the box, and like some the Conan the Barbarian and Tulsa Doom, and oh, let's see what my personal favorites, and I just happen to find them online. Do you guys? There was a cartoon series called Golgo Thirteen. Oh yeah, I've got I've got like these little action figures from that. That's oh, probably nice. the geekiest thing I own, <laughs> and like. I think a statue from the Baki series, like of the dad, you hero. I think that's the God damn. I'm getting pretty geeky. Just talking about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I hear myself talk. I'm like, I need to call my wife. Be like, Do you sure you still want to fuck me after you're listening to this? <laughs> but no, I, and like, so, okay. It's right. It's a, it's a tie between the Golgo 13 figures. And I've got a, a Japanese figure of a MMA fighter named Hickson Gracie. He's like, he popu- he helped popularize Gracie Jiu-Jitsu in this country. Mm-hmm. So I've got a little Japanese figure of him that's still in the box. I think that's, that's cool. that is the geekiest stuff I own. Nice. Yeah, the Gracie legacy is amazing. Yeah. I'm a brown belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, so I've, I've, I've been to that. Really? Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you said that at the beginning if you were paying attention. I heard him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, but I, I'm said, like, I, I said it in the bio. I put it in my bio. I am. Oh, no, I did mention I, I, I don't train like I used to. I used to be yeah. really into it. Now, I literally go like twice a week and I go really more for my son. He's 10. The way our schedules are, there's no other way to get it. I, I don't have time to get him to a kid's class and then me come back an hour later for the adult class. So I bring him twice a week to the adult class, and he's my training partner. 
So we do oh, jujitsu cool. and judo a couple of nights a week. Nice. Which I've been doing jujitsu for probably about 15 years. Wow. That sounds about right. Wow. I didn't know that. I, I was really serious at one on point. Some of the things that I said previously. <laughs> <laughs> don't, no, I don't think you have anything to worry about. I, I can, my metric for toughness is so fucked up because all my friends are either like special forces guys or, you know, professional fighters, MMA guys. Like, you know, so compared to them, I'm, I'm, I'm giant pussy. Like, you know, uh, all these guys can beat the shit out of me. But then I get around normal people. I'm like, oh, so like choking people is, in 10 seconds is not something everybody knows how to do. Right. Like I have to right. remind myself. Like I think I'm a big guy, but I'm nearly 230 pounds. But all my friends are these juiced up bodybuilders. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I work out. But then I hang around normal people. I'm like, oh, I guess I am kind of big. That is that kind of metric. Right. Like I, I don't have a realistic concept of myself until I get around <laughs> normal people because none of my friends are normal. <laughs> They're not by uh, any baby, standard. Fit, They're just big. Right, he he right. fits right in here because like we're so far from fucking normal. It's not even funny. Well, like, well, right, I go, right, right. like if well, I go, uh, let's say I have a business partner, we do some stuff together. Like some real estate stuff and some other things. Hampton Roads area. No. Is that an inside joke? No, I don't. No, no. That's where um, Tidewater Horror Convention is, is in that area. No, I've, I've never been to Norfolk before. I've driven, I've gone through Virginia. I've never been to Norfolk before. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a great, great time. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. But like I said, I love meeting fans of horror. Every time, you know, the times I've gotten to do things. Call of Duty Legends. See, um, I, I. <laughs> that's just, that uh, one got me for yeah. some reason. <laughs> Jeremy. Uh, I, I have to say, I thought that was a typo. And he, he said, uh, we're uh, OCD Legends. <laughs> well, that too. I got it pretty I'm like, no, well, Call of Duty. I'm like. <laughs> my son would have more appreciation i'm constantly like you know we have this rule in the house like you get an hour of screen time however you want to use it you know and he, he loved like i'm a playstation 5 he loves that fucking thing it was probably a bad idea he's like five more minutes dad five more minutes i'm like you said that five minutes ago no because i'm glad he you know if you enjoy it great but i'm also like we also gotta get you in the real world so you're like can do. I'm not trying to make a little fucking psychopath, but you got to know how to take care of yourself. I got right. bullied a lot as a kid, so I'm very particular about making sure my kids know, don't ever start it. But if somebody does something and you finish it, I'll be the first one up at the school going, okay, what's the problem? Right. Let's go get ice yep, cream. That's how do I the right thing. Yep. Right. Right. That's exactly how I was so raised. I, I do want to know a little bit about another movie you were in because I'm big into the military stuff. I'm a, I love military movies of all sorts. Um, but you did a, you, you played a role in a soldier's rest. Is that correct? That is funny. I literally was talking about that. My business partner who I was mentioning earlier is the other, he's the other lead in soldier's rest. Okay. We met, we, I think we started out around the same time as actors. He's a very successful businessman. He wanted to become an actor. 
but he's so busy with his very successful real estate ventures that, you know, he's still kind of working his way up. Right. Not to say that I'm not, but I'm, you know, if there's a tier, I'm ahead of him. Right, right. But he also has kind of taken me under his wing with the business stuff. Like, so he's taught me about real estate and we've, we've got some uh, investments together. I flip some houses with him. I own some rental property that he, I mean, he taught me everything I know about. It. He, he's the brains of the operation. But he's the other guy in the Soldier's Rest. He actually wrote he wrote Soldier's Rest. Okay. Yeah. But we got cool. some good we got some good recognition of it. It made some made some rounds on the film festival. It's a pretty dark, you know, it's a very serious subject matter. Well, it is, yeah. I mean, I, I haven't had a chance to watch it, but I did read the the plot outline to it, and I'm like, this is yeah, this is on my list to watch like now. I think it's like twelve minutes, man. You got your excuses are pretty limited. I mean, the guy, this guy down here has got me writing till my hands bleed and then he's editing it. And yeah, I just want to say this real quick before because I, I understand what you meant with the camera, but just, the guy down here, it looks like you're talking about your dick. I just want you to know. Well, yeah. You know, it keeps yeah, the guy down here has got me working on my hands bleed. I'm like, think, just think when you talk, I'm just trying to help you out, brother. Hey man, however people want to perceive it. Obviously, my mind went right, you know, like, ah, right. Yeah, yeah, right in the fucking so gutter. You gotta yeah, have to keep your hands on top of the tables. Oh, oh notice I do this every so often just to be like, you know, hey, right? Well, yeah, I usually have one or the other up. <laughs> one or the other. That one implies you need busy. both, which would be impressive, right? See, there you go. <laughs> but no, soldiers rest. I, yeah, that was probably. The thing I loved about that, our director, uh, Jeff Rose, he's done some successful stuff in his right. I had always considered myself kind of like almost like a mechanic as an actor because the stuff I'd done to that point, I'm like, you know, I'm a soldier, I'm a cop, I'm the mercenary. I literally, most of the stuff I'd done consisted of me standing around with my arms clenched, like, you know, tough guy stuff. Right. There's a scene in that where, you know, Oh, I'll try not to spoil it, but there's a scene where I get emotional and I cry and I'm very upset. And I'm talking to him the next day. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm really exhausted and just talking about it and the whole experience. Like, Tom, do you know what I love? I got to see you become an artist. I literally pulled my car over and I was about to cry because I was I'd never thought of myself that way as an actor. It was just like, all right. I, I was like, you know, almost stunt manish in my you know, I'm I'm a big, tough-looking guy. I go for those roles. I stand around, and look tough. And, oh, here's my check. Cool, thanks. Like it never occurred to me, like, oh, I actually can have some range at this, or actually have some talent to do something beyond that. So that, to this day, that's probably mm -hmm. one of the best compliments I ever got. He said, "I got to see you become an artist." That's awesome. It was it was a great moment. It was a very changing moment for me too, because then I went, "All right, I guess I need to be a little more serious about this." Right, right. And like I well, said, I. It's one of those things. There's levels because, to be completely honest, I mean, there's not a real percent. I'd say eighty percent of acting, a fucking chimp can do. Here, you remember these words. You pretend you're the person. It's not like people go, "You're an actor. That's amazing." It's really not. I just happen to have the kind of life that I could pursue it. But then there's levels because then there's that next. I did, and again, very small part. There's a series coming out, George and Tammy. It's based on George Jones and Tammy Wynette. 
the lead is Michael Shannon and Jessica Chastain. Let me tell you guys, when I tell you about acting, there's fucking levels. Michael Shannon, I spent two days working with him, and I was just like, I don't know shit. Mm-hmm. He was breathtakingly talented. Mm-hmm. Method actor. St- he's he's drunk in the scene. I'm the cop arresting him. That man would not speak to me, glared at me, looked, I like to the point, I look at the stunt coordinator like, did I fuck up? He's like, no, he's in character. He stayed like kind of sullen for two solid fucking days. When we wrapped, yeah, I mean, the whole time he's just, All right, we're wrapped. Hey, man, real pleasure working with you. I'm like, the fuck? There's there's a scene on a staircase, and I'm feeding him the line like I'm doing my line to him, and I'm just sitting there looking at him going, I got to step it up. This motherfucker can act. Because like I said, most of the stuff, honestly, a fucking chimp can do a lot of the acting scenes you see in a movie or TV show. Right. It's not a lot of range. That dude could fucking act. I left that place humbled. Jessica Chastain, uh, 180 degrees the other direction, but just as talented. She could sit there and be like, very, again, very nice person making chit chat. It's January in North Carolina, so it's fucking cold. She's like, oh gosh, it's, and she's so pleasant, just got a blanket on. Okay. All right, camera's rolling. <laughs> and cut. Oh my God. Thank you so much for my coffee. Like she could just flip it on and off. I can't do that. Wow. But I can also I also don't stay in character for two fucking days either. Right. I'm somewhere in the middle, but it was it was really interesting to see that dynamic. <clears throat> like there's there's levels. And those yeah. two, I was just like shit, because I couldn't do what she did because she could turn it on like that. I need a minute. And he I'm just telling you that standing on that staircase doing that scene with him and just you know, this take time just gonna stand behind the camera and just and I'm just standing there watching him, and I'm just like, fuck, I, I got to I gotta go to some more classes or some workshops or shit. Fuck. <laughs> he was, he, he's probably, and I've, I've been blessed to work some very talented people. He's probably the most talented actor I've met as far as just raw talent. Fuck. I was just, I cannot say enough about how much I was impressed by him. That was my story. Silence. There yeah, that go. was like you left the room speechless after that. Yes. <laughs> but no. Okay. It, it was just so, like I said. Yeah. The way he just stayed that way, and then when we wrapped, hey man, thank you know, pleasure. You know, thanks for taking care of me because we kind of it was sort of a stunt because we're on the staircase and there was the potential of you know him falling. He's like, hey, thanks for taking care of me, and you know, couldn't have been a nicer dude. But when he was on. I genuinely thought the guy was pissed at me. Okay. That's that's kind of funny, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because you meet such a I've made such a weird variety of friends through acting. Yeah. I can genuinely say, like, I'm I c I would go so far as I'm friends with the lead singer from All American Rejects because we nice. did a movie together. Nice. Like it's like such the most random stuff I can say. Like somebody would be listening to Dirty Little Secret. I'm like, I know that guy. And they're like, what? Like, He's a sweetheart. Super artist, great guy. But yeah, it's just, you meet the most random people. And just some people, again, I've been really lucky 
overwhelmingly, everybody's been really cool to me. Yeah. But I also try to be a professional. I, I don't come in acting like, you know, oh, can I get a picture? Like, I don't ask people for fucking, I don't want to take a picture with anybody. I don't want any right. selfies for my fucking Instagram. I'm coming in to do a job. We, we bring but, a picture of ourselves to them. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we autograph a picture of ourselves and they go, here you go. And they said, Billy, any new projects coming? Right, this it's a, it's the same actor's curse. The second that something's lined up, it falls through. I had this really nice indie film that I had booked. It was this werewolf thing. It wasn't a big budget, but it was. I loved the script. And of course, they lost the funding like at the last minute. It was like, yeah, we're we're gonna try to do this a little down the road, which is like, well, they'll call me when you do. But right. as of right in this minute, I have nothing absolutely lined up. I've got a whole bunch of well, this should be happening, or we got you in mind for this, or a bunch of auditions out, but as far as a, I'm going to be on set this day, that's that's the actor's life. Right. right. That's the thing that I've been lucky with. I've By no means am I a multi-millionaire or anything, but I've got, over the years, I've you know tried to be smart with the money that I've made throughout my life, right. and I've got like Okay, I got this little rental property here sending some money in. I got this going on. So I got a few different things. So there are times I can take a project where somebody goes, well, we're an ultra low budget. I can go, well, let me look at it. And if it's a really cool project or if it's something I'm like, oh, God, I'd love to be a part of that. You know, I'll, I can do it. I always remember this story about James Woods. His, he got offered Reservoir Dogs and his agent didn't tell him. Because it was SAG scale. They're like, they're only paying like, back then, I guess it was 800, 900 a day. And his agent's like, yeah, you know, you're not getting James Woods for that. And suppose like James Woods found out and fired his agent after. Right. Like, because sometimes if you're just chasing, like, I got to get the biggest check, there's some gems out there you miss. Mm-hmm. Like that werewolf movie, I was really bummed about that because I was like, man, I love this script. It's a good story. And I hope that comes to fruition down the road. Because right. I think that's going to be great if they, you know, all the pieces come together. But, very cool. Very cool. Like I said, I, as of right now, I have nothing on, like, you are booked for this. But you could ask me next week and go, hey, I could get a, you know, text in 20 minutes going, hey, that audition in New York, you booked it. Okay. Yeah. Right. Now, now that's what the thing about, about acting. What's that? What about events? What what events do you have coming up besides Tidewater? Really, right now, Tidewater's the only thing on my schedule. I've got, I'm taking a little time being doing family stuff. It's been nice, and I've got, I've got somebody you know helps me out with that stuff. I just kind of you know they give me a call. You want to do this? Yeah, sure. Very cool. My, again, I I know I sound like a broken record. I okay. I am blessed with a relatively stress free life. I, again, not super rich, but if I don't have to do every little thing, like I don't have to go out there and like hustle and chase stuff at this point in my life. No, you did that already. Oh, I did. What I tell my friends, because I have friends, oh, it must be nice to be doing good. I'm like, yeah, you didn't see me. I held down two fucking jobs for 20 something years. So, yeah, it is. It's fucking fabulous to be doing okay. It's kind of a, not a sore point, but if somebody, I always get irritated if somebody goes, oh, it must be nice to have some money. 
Yeah, it's fucking nice if you busted your fucking ass and you didn't blow it. Yeah, right. it's fucking lovely to have some money. You know. True point. Very true. Well, it's just... I don't Probably know. It's just one of those little... There. If I remember when I was in my early 20s, I had this job. I had just gotten started. I was broke. I mean, I literally had a sleeping bag in an apartment. And there was this girl who lived across the hall. Uh... And she was just going off and she was going out every night and doing all this shit and going on vacations. And we, and we talked enough, like we had more or less the same income. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? Well, it turns out, you know, like a year later, she tells me like, she's like 50 grand in credit cards. I'm like, fuck, you know? Yeah. And I've just seen people over the years <laughs> and it's, it's so bad now. And this is a whole nother discussion. I'll do this very briefly. I hate the fact that kids come out of school, it's like, what can you tell me? I can tell you the 12 cranial nerves in order. That's great. Can you write a fucking check? A what? Can you tell me how a stock works? Anything. And they're just like, but you can tell me about, you know, the fucking, you know, you can list the presidents in order. I just feel like people need to prepare their kids or not even you don't trust the schools. Do you have to prepare your kids for the real world? And some of that's like knowing how to manage money. Yeah. And I was lucky. I grew up in a household where my mother was very financially savvy and she like, she kind of clued me into stuff early. Like you, you can make choices, but you got to live with them. And so far, I've, you know, things have gone. Okay. I can right. I say it repeatedly. I have few complaints. Very cool. Very cool. So, uh, Leo, you got another show tonight? I do. I do. All right. So let's uh, last round of questions and we'll let this fine gentleman go. Yeah. Uh, well, we got to. So you said you uh, you mentioned a couple times you grew up on a farm. Uh, what animals did you have? We had a cattle farm. It was quite. I mean, when I say I was a cowboy, I was quite literally I'll take a little of the romance off. We had four wheelers, not horses, but we were an active running cattle farm. Like I grew up like rounding up cattle and, you know, send them off to, you know, I know, I know where the hamburgers come from. Right. It was not because we were like, Oh, did you milk the cows? No, we didn't do that. So obviously you must've cleaned out stalls. There, there. If you're asking me if I shoveled shit, yes, I yeah. have. <laughs> so, so, so uh, to this day, I can't stand watermelons because we grew them on the farm and would sell them every summer. And when I, I don't mean like a garden. I mean like acres. And I'm a skinny ass kid trying to pick up these fifty pound fucking monstrous watermelons. To this day, I'm like, I fucking hate watermelons. I hate them. <laughs> My family's like, this is delicious. Hey, fuck those things. So, so, hey, Billy, you heard that, that Tom wants extra watermelon in his room in Taiwan. The fucking t- I, it's, just, it's sad, too, because I'm like, I'm sure this seems like it's healthy and everybody's having fun. And I'm just like, keep that shit away from me. You could stick a bottle of vodka in one. I'm like, no, no, fuck those things. I'm traumatized. Oh, okay. I was 10. You couldn't do this shit now. Like I was 10 years old sitting on the side of the road with some stand. My dad set me up on selling watermelons and people, let me tell you something. Don't haggle with a fucking 10 year old. That's fucked up. Cause people would sit there and be like, well, I'll give you this. I'm like, I'm fucking 10. <laughs> right. Like, it's just. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was my farm experience, shoveling <laughs> shit and hating watermelons. Well, uh, uh, when I grew up, um, we had uh, we had three cows, you know, not, nothing. It was a small family farm. And, uh, you know, just uh, I was going to ask, you know, also growing up with, with cows, uh, when you're driving around and you pass manure, like, you know, normally if I'm like in a car with like, you know, some people that didn't grow up on our farm, they're like, oh, no, that's terrible, terrible. But it doesn't phase you. Like Leo, of, did you I'm just say shit. you like the smell of shit? Cow shit. He, Cow. There is a difference, and he's actually right. There's, it's a distinct, like a, yes, a yes. cow, a cow pie, as we call them. Yep. Like I can drive by a farm and go, yeah. childhood. Yep. Whereas everybody else is like, I just smell shit. I'm like, well, say what you will. Yeah. But my dad was also a construction supervisor. When I was 15, he had me pouring concrete on a sewage plant we were building in Mississippi. So in July. In Mississippi, I'm wearing jeans, a shirt, and a hard hat, pouring concrete next to a giant pond of shit. Oh, wow. So when people tell me, like, it's going to be a long day, I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. You're hard-pressed to make me go, yeah, it's going to be a rough day. I'm like, it's got to be pretty fucking rough. It's got to be pretty fucking rough for me to complain. To be fair, it's the best thing my dad ever did for me because... I learned what real work was. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, oh, we got a 16-hour day on set. Okay. Do I have to shovel shit? Well, no. Okay, really? well, fuck. We're, I'm do golden. I to, do I have to stand there and smell shit for 16 hours? No. To be fair, I've had some days on set where I'm like, this is... Because people are always like, oh, isn't that glamorous? Or Tom uh, Cruise no. caught a bunch of shit years ago. No, I don't want a fucking watermelon shop, Billy. I'll no comment the shrooms, but that. But no, I, I know what work is. My dad was very clear about you're going to learn what work is. So you want to go to college or do stuff. That's not like I grew up. Right. And let me tell you when he was fucking done, I was like, I'm not doing this shit for a living. But again, you can give me what some people would go, it's going to be a rough day. And I'm like, no, nah, this is nothing. But why I said Tom Cruise some years ago, he had this quote in an interview and he caught a lot of shit. He's like, man, making a film's like going to war. And then you got veterans missing a fucking arm going, oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah go fuck yourself. Right. And they should. But I got what he meant because it's not like you're not just sitting around in a fucking, you know, glamorous setting. It's usually. All right, it's hot as fuck. I'm wearing this costume or, you know, we're doing the fifth take of me doing this fight scene or I'm having to, oh, we just switched my line. Oh, you you want to change the lines like with 20 minutes? Okay. You know, it's, and everybody's looking at you. When I did the gifted, they were like, no pressure. When you say your lines, that's going to be the cue. This truck's going to come up. There's going to be all this pyro. And they're talking about like, there's going to be like 10 grand worth of fucking explosions and special effects based off me saying this line and then half an hour before hey we switched up a couple of lines i'm like oh no fucking pressure right i get it when people you know say stuff like man it's you know it's a tough day on the job i get it but then when you talk to people like you know who are literally shoveling shit or you know garbage men or like got real jobs that are not making good money i can see where they'd be like oh yeah boo fucking hell Right. 
So, so that, that's my rant on that. I apologize. Don't apologize. It was a perfect rant and a perfect way to close the show. So, Leo. Yeah. I know you got another show. We don't want to keep you. And we don't want to keep much appreciated. Tom from his family too much longer here. We're going to see Tom in about yeah. three weeks, I believe. Three weeks, yeah. About three we get weeks. Eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh. Is that right? Ninth. Tidewater uh, Horror Convention. Yeah. So, Bill, very excited. Billy said two weeks. Well, it's two weeks two. after Maryland. Oh, shit. Maryland's this weekend. So yeah. no, we get you guys tomorrow. are going to be in Maryland this two weekend, weeks. and two weeks after that, I'll be yeah. seeing you guys in yes. Virginia. In Virginia, so like it's gonna I be said, awesome. Like I said at the beginning of the show, folks, Maryland is this weekend. If you haven't gotten your tickets, get them. If you miss this event, well, you can only blame yourself. <laughs> I've you seen know? the lineup. I think it looks great. I think it's gonna be an awesome time for you guys. I think both, you guys are gonna have an awesome time. Both lineups for Billy and Brian's shows this year are fucking amazing tom is going to be down in norfolk it's that's a horror convention check out the lineups there get your tickets while you can i'm telling you man we uh we have a good time and those two guys put on one of the best cons i have ever been a part of i am, I am stoked about it. it's going to be great so oh, not not only celebrities vendors awesome vendors yep, here as well yep, yep. And trust me when i say I've never been at a better show. You, you'll understand why, Tom, when you're there. And I'm, to, to patrons, I'm, get your tickets, man. I'm telling you, you're not going to I'm excited for it. The only thing I ever worry about is trying not to buy stuff while I'm there. I'm like, how the fuck am I going to get this on? <laughs> right? I'm, I'm a fan. I see stuff. I'm like, oh, that's cool as fuck. Tom, tra all about. Tom travels with three suitcases. Only one has clothes. <laughs> that's, that's actually a great idea. I should do that. <laughs> just just an empty one to be so it's like homeland security's like what the fuck what the fuck is this for i'm like it's gonna be full when i come back they're like yeah they'll be like yeah we want you to step over here for a second <laughs> yeah yeah we're gonna need you to come over this line you over thought here you got lubed up for that suit <laughs> let me tell you after wearing that fucking suit a few days Oh, 80, oh. 80. That's really awesome. Dude. That is big shit. Congrats, okay, congrats. awesome. So, but uh, yeah, Leo, do your thing. Now that you're taking a drink. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. I got to. Uh, well, anyway, I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. For me, just Google Leo Pond. You find a bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be not. I'm not going to say which is which, but I run the Dorkening Podcast Network. Uh, Brian says, going to be two epic weekends totally agree uh so yeah head on over to the dorkening.com we got about 40 shows on the network there's a lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff we're gonna actually be uh doing another live show at nine so uh tune on in for that and uh so more do you like people interacting with you really the the acting stuff mostly promote on instagram that's at real tom glenn g-l-y-n-n that's the best way to follow things with my career. So that's my number one thing. Awesome. Jeffrey. Go to stilltoken.com. Stilltoken.com. I'm high as fuck. Tom, <laughs> you're awesome. <laughs> I, had, <clears throat> I had a lot of fun. Uh, you're just... Uh, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm so fucking deep. <laughs> We're having fun. We're having fun. <laughs> Oh man! All I gotta know, all I gotta say, Jeff, is yeah, you know, six a.m. I'm gonna be sitting outside your house. 
So uh, six thirty. Nope. <laughs> six a.m. Six no, a.m. Oh. Man, we're hitting the road. Six a.m. We already talked right. about it. You you confirm the time, man. I'm just saying. So right. as high as a kite is that you? Well, I'm driving anyway, so it doesn't matter. You, you'll still be fucking high at six a.m. <laughs> so uh, wait, yeah. wake and bake, yeah. Right. He won't even have to. He, he probably ate a couple of edibles. Yes, yes, I know I'm number one. Thank you, sir. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, like Jeff said, check us out at stilltoking.com. Uh, everything is on there from the comic books to this this amazing show that we run, uh, all archived there. Uh, the film series and now the animated series is on there. Um, yeah, we want a huge shout-out to Tom for hanging out with us tonight, taking time away from his family. It's a pleasure, guys. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Big shout-out to Billy and Brian. We look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow and uh, getting ready for this crazy weekend down there in Maryland. And most importantly, to our veterans and first responders, we want to thank you for doing what you do every day so people like us can do what we do. Stay safe. Amen. We'll see you next week. We're out of here. Peace. Thank you, guys.